Hi, I'm Holland Petrock. I'm 15 years old and live in Jacksonville, North Carolina. This is Climate Stories Youth Report. A podcast by Coastal Youth Media and NC Health News exploring how climate change is shaping our neighbors' lives in unexpected ways. I'm your host. This podcast is produced by eight youth producers living in rural coastal North Carolina. Our region is one of the earliest places in the U.S. to be impacted by climate change. After training with professional North Carolina journalists, we embarked as reporters ourselves. Each episode, you'll hear from different coastal North Carolina youth reporters and their stories. Let's begin. I speak for the trees. I heard this phrase in elementary school. Almost every single one of us did. But many of us were too young to realize that in this line, Dr. Seuss was going beyond just making a children's book. He was trying to expose a real-life issue. Habitat loss. Dr. Ron Sutherland, the chief scientist for the conservation nonprofit group called the Wildlife Network, recently sat down to talk about the environmental impacts of big constructions on animals. Bring up the Lorag book with the, the, the brown barbaloots packing up and, and going on somewhere else. The reality is there is nowhere else for these species. There's not somewhere for them to go. Sutherland explained that with so many houses and buildings being constructed, these creatures are in great peril. There's just not that much natural forest left, natural habitats left, especially dry natural habitats. Usually in North Carolina, we have lots of lots of wetlands that are still left thanks to some wetland protection laws. However, the uplands don't have enough protection. So like Wilmington, for example, has very, very little nice natural forest left even though it used to be Mm -hmm. a really really rich area with all kinds of biodiversity as a result animals are looking in new places for food and while having animals in our backyard can be pretty disturbing sutherland recommends appreciating these magnificent creatures while they last like animals can be a nuisance but they're also a blessing and like if you have wildlife in your yard you probably should just be enjoying it especially since according to sutherland habitat loss is expected to increase in the coming years and wildlife will be pushed to find new homes. A lot of times they try to hide in trees and things, and they might get cut down, and the trees get cut down, and then so some of the trees will, will escape and, and go somewhere else, but like, yeah, the other, the places where they will go already usually tend to be full of the same species, and so it's like they'd have to carve out a new territory, and mm-hmm. be very lucky for that to happen. Basically, you know, when we lose wildlife habitat in North Carolina right now, Sutherland added that sometimes these animals will escape, that it is rare when they find a new place, because basically they have to carve out a new territory. Sutherland noted that some animals are in more danger than others, such as box turtles, who were selected in 1979 as North Carolina's official state reptile. They're slow, slow growing and slow to reproduce, and so they can't handle that much road mortality. So once you get too many cars around, the box turtles basically disappear. Even though conservationists have been trying to do their best to protect wildlife and prevent habitat loss, not all animals have been able to be saved. For example, the name of North Carolina's football team, the Carolina Panthers, didn't come out of nowhere. At one point, panthers were actually found in North Carolina. Unfortunately, due to habitat loss and hunting, Sutherland said that the panther population has become extinct in the wild. And then at some point, we kind of closed the frontier. People had been chasing the mountain lions with, with dogs and everything mm-hmm. else. So at some point, they, they killed the last one. 
Another animal whose history is almost exactly like the panthers is the red wolf. These rare animals are very close to extinction, being listed as one of North America's most endangered animals. Red wolves are once a part of the ecosystem of the entire southeastern coast. But like the panthers, Sutherland added, their numbers started decreasing greatly due to habitat loss and hunting. By about, I think North Carolina probably lost its last wolf by around 1900, 1910. And, and then about 50 years later, they went to look for them and they realized that there were almost no wolves left. And so they, they decided to catch them all that they could and bring them in captivity and breed them and then put them somewhere safer in the wild. With 100,000 acres of habitat, Alligator River National Wildlife Refuge made it the perfect place to start releasing red wolves. According to Sutherland, biologists started releasing pairs of red wolves into the refuge in 1987. The Red Wolf Recovery Program, of which Sutherland is a part, saw success over the next two decades. Their numbers started to decline again in 2012 for a variety of reasons. Yeah, as of last year, the population got down to only eight confirmed animal, oh. adult animal red wolves. Mm -hmm. In the wild, it's one of the most endangered species in the world. While Sutherland has always been a fan of nature and of helping animals, his real interest for conserving wildlife started after a big construction project took away what he used to call his playground. We had this nice forest that we played in, and then one day we went out there and it was like covered in, in red tape. All oh. the trees were, were had you know, red flagging tape all around them and everything. And then like the next weekend, all the trees have been ripped down. That eventually led Sutherland to become a diehard conservationist. Developments and new constructions have been tearing up most places filled with lush vegetation. That's why Sutherland suggests that taking care of the environment right now is more crucial than ever. Wildlife, I mean, it's important for its own sake. It's important uh, for the ecosystem that we live in. A lot of humans forget that we live in an ecosystem mm -hmm. and that we mess with that ecosystem to our own peril. I try to be cognizant of the fact that, that I'm, I'm just part of one species and there's all these other millions of species around the planet and humans should not really have the right to destroy space for all those other species. Sutherland further noted that animal conservation is not just important for us, but for future generations as well. Everyone should care about what is happening to the wildlife in North Carolina, even young people who don't yet have access to legislative power. Especially since, in the upcoming years, we will lose another couple million acres of wildlife habitat in North Carolina. So if we don't stand up and take action, then we might be looking at a world with no trees left. The Lorax summed up everything Sutherland suggests. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, Dr. Seuss the Lorax says, nothing is going to get better. It's not. Thanks for listening to Climate Stories, Youth Report. Each episode, our coastal North Carolina youth reporters take you into a story about how climate change is shaping our neighbors' lives in unexpected ways. I'm your host, Holland Petrov. I'm 15 years old and live in Jacksonville, North Carolina. After going through a journalism and podcast training program coached by Coastal Youth Media and NC Health News journalists, our youth reporters produce stories about their home region. This project is funded in part by a grant by North Carolina Sea Grant through the Community Collaborative Research Program. Coming up, another Climate Stories Youth Report episode.